Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Hey, folks, welcome in a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, glorious, glorious, glorious things await you. Go to visitmississippi.org to find out what I'm talking about. I'd like to thank and send a big shout-out to William Morse, who was a two-timer on In a Mississippi Minute. Uh, he hooked me up with today's guest. It's like this Mississippi grapevine. I just love it. So excited. Thank you. Thanks, William. Today on the horn is going to be a very heavy, touching, and important subject to tune into as our guest has turned personal hurt and healing, helping others, and then to a best-selling author and award-winning columnist and TEDx speaker. His memoir, Dear William, a Publisher's Weekly National Bestseller and named a Best Book of the South in 2021 is about intergenerational family addiction and recovery, a father's memoir of addiction, recovery, love, and loss. He's been a daily newspaper publisher, small business owner, a regular guest on CNBC, and once even uh, hosted a national cable TV program by the name of, but I'm not going to tell you. Hold on. He's currently the director of Institute Advancement at the University of Mississippi, Hotty Toddy. Let's just get to it right now with David McGee. What's up, David? Uh, Steve, like that diversified resume, that almost sounds like yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> just put songwriting in there instead of like book writing and column writing, right? It's about, uh, uh, so you, what you're saying is you're a mutt like me? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that people don't know what to make of me. They go, "Oh, you had this best-selling book. Wait a minute, you've done this other crazy stuff. <laughs> Who exactly are you?" They want to put us in a box, but we can't be boxed. You can't box a Mississippi creative person. There's no way. That's they right. Blew the blow every right. corner off. Hey, so David, I appreciate you taking the time, and I want to start digging in. First of all, I want to go and I want to say this. So, as a songwriter, the when you you have to experience. At a lot of times, some extremely difficult, difficult, isn't even the word, things in your life. But a lot of times for me and for a lot of our pals that have had success writing songs, some more than me, there's a time that it takes for it just to live and you have to sort of heal. And I believe that even though you're pushing the pin, that there's a significant amount of time in a lot of cases has to go by before you're able to let it out and be vulnerable and thus have no, you know, uh, filters. Uh, 
that allows you to be totally honest. When it comes to what you've gone through, which is as heavy as it gets, as heavy as it gets, how long did it take you to pick the pen up? Hey, Steve, that is a great question. It's interesting. I actually thought about you uh, when we were talking about doing this, and I've always, you know, I, I know it's about me, but I've always enjoyed your songwriting. I've seen you perform several times, and I've appreciated your I felt like we had some common ground because we are Mississippians and we are kind of grappling for that creative space. Mm-hmm. And I, so I really appreciate you're asking that question because you know a little bit about that. And yeah. for me, you know, we were on this devastating journey. I mean, people say like, oh my gosh, you lost that precious son to an accidental drug overdose. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, we lost a whole lot more than that. Uh, for a time, I lost my marriage. I went through my own struggles. We had another son who nearly died, William's younger brother, um, Hudson. He was found nearly dead at a fraternity house and <sighs> been in a coma for two days, and we thought we were going to lose him. And our daughter at the same time was battling eating disorder. And, you know, I lost my profession. I mean, we, we, we were losing everything to this battle with addiction. And I remember one time in the middle of it thinking, you know, I'm a writer. I'd had success writing kind of commercial business and leadership books. And I remember thinking I'm a writer and I've always felt bad that I never wrote the book of the quality and level I meant to, even though I had big publishers, Random House, HarperCollins, I'd still never wrote the book at the quality and level I meant to. But to, to answer your question, when you're going through that pain, it, it, you're crawling across the floor. And you've got to be standing up, I think, to be able to effectively write it. So I would think about writing it at times in the middle. And on the back end of it, I would think about writing it. And people would say, you know, this is your story. Mm. And I'd say, but it's not time yet. So, Steve, it took me eight years. Yeah, And what happens, and a lot of people know, like when you're kind of on this recovery journey, so our whole family was. We were as individuals. We were as a family. And it is a, it's like climbing a ladder. Mm-hmm. Every rung you go, you feel better and you're higher at a higher point, but you're still climbing, right? And so the long answer is, I, you know, it took really about eight years through the journey for me to go, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Can I, I'm talking to David McGee, best-selling author, Mississippi boy, I love it. Uh, David, when you were in the middle of the storm, take us back, if you, don't, if you, if you wouldn't mind. If you, if you do mind, then say, Steve, I'd rather talk about what Nothing's off limits with okay. you, my okay. friend. Okay, I appreciate that. Well, when you were in the middle, how were you coping? I mean, looking back now and knowing, you know, a lot of times you're just, you're in the middle of the storm and you're just trying to get right. out of it. But now looking yeah. back, what was what was your salvation? Right. So 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 let me just tell you, I I taught a young adult Sunday school class early in my family life for some years, um, and I look back at that, and I'm not saying that every class was I didn't have some value in some classes, but I look back at that, and I don't actually think I understood what faith was. I I was a man probably afraid of espousing faith, even though I taught a young adult Sunday school class. And I might say a prayer or I might 
I just, I was a, you know, I grew up as a, a man in Mississippi, and I was more comfortable telling somebody about how many ducks I killed than how <laughs> faith was impacting my life. And the truth is, I don't know that it was impacting my life because I, I was a believer cerebrally, but mm-hmm. I kept faith over on another shelf. And on on this journey, it was really before my son William died. He he was a senior at Ole Miss, and Steve he was in the Honors College. Mm-hmm. He was in the Croft Institute for International Studies. Mm-hmm. Um, he made A's. He was on the Ole Miss track team as a sprinter in the four hundred hurdles, and actually ran in the SEC championship outdoor track and field championships, which you have to you know be in the top ones to yeah. qualify. Unbelievable! 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 Yeah, this is unbelievable. Wow. Yet he was shy and self-medicated with substances, and I think once he once he discovered opioids at that mm. time, oxycotton pills were still flowing through everywhere. Um, it was game over for him, and so I began in his senior year to, and uh, I was having my own fall. Uh, I guess it was late in his junior year or spring semester of his junior year. I was in my own fall. But I was suspecting that maybe he was starting to overly rely on substances. Mm. But yet I had just lost my lost my marriage, and I was in the process. I was doing that daily TV show, the David McGee show, mm-hmm. a small national cable show. And uh, I was in the process of losing that. Um, and I was running away from myself, and I was driving across the country. And I, I took him with me. And I decided that I would take the time in the car with him to lect, to kind of mentor him on the values of good living, including faith and not relying too much on substances. Right. And everything I said to him and me trying to help him bounce back into my face, and I realized that's me who's spending too much time in alcohol, and that's me who's stuck on prescription Adderall at a very high dose that is ruining my life. And so at that moment along that trip, staring into some stars one night in the middle of New Mexico at 16 degrees below zero, I was looking up into those stars with my son, William, and I realized I'm just a man, and I'm trying to overpower the world. But the truth is, it's just unmanageable to me as it is. And at that moment, Steve, Mm. I found faith, and I put my faith magnet, magnet with my belief magnet, and it literally changed my night. It was a collision that, that needed overnight. to happen, right? That collision had to happen at some point. That collision had to happen, and I became a man on that night. Now, I had a lot of growth yeah. to happen in the years hmm. since and still have more to come, but, but that's how I got through it. So to answer your question, when my son died later, William died, and my other son almost died, I had the foundation to navigate it, and that was painful, and it still is, but it didn't crush me because of that collision i get it we're going to take a break with author best-selling author tv host well he's a renaissance man he's mississippi what do you got david mcgee (laughs) uh we'll be right back go to visit mississippi.org until we do i'm steve
from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 78. Tonight, partly cloudy conditions, low around 51. Your finally Friday, a slight chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 81. And a look to Saturday, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 82. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Last month, we gave you some of our biggest and best deals ever, but in April, Ridgeland Mitsubishi is determined to give you even more. We're giving you more selection to choose from, more affordable payments, and more savings than ever before. Get here now to take advantage of these amazing offers. Pay only $249 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirages. Want more? The Mirage averages a whopping 40 miles per gallon. That's right, only $249 per month and get huge savings on gas. Still want more? Then don't forget about Ridgeland Mitsubishi's new lifetime powertrain warranty. That's right, a lifetime powertrain warranty. Ridgeland Mitsubishi. And we'll give you more for your old vehicle, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So bring your trade in today. And remember, you are approved. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. With all of this, who could ask for more? RidgelandMitsubishi.com. This is the opportunity you've been waiting for. So get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today. Or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We'll approve credit deal for details. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm really moved by the first segment, as I know you all are out there. Thanks for tuning in. A great Mississippi creative talent, just another one that was cut from the cloth, born in Mississippi. And if you pay attention at all to what's around you, there's a good chance you're going to inherit a creative bone or through osmosis for me. It's going to happen if you open your heart and soul up at all. We're David McGee. Visit Mississippi.org. He's part of that, part of that great lure and history that we celebrate so much on this show. And I appreciate him tuning in. Uh, I mean, appreciate him hanging in. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, David, when William was this incredible athlete, right? He's right. running right. Okay. Was he injured a lot that he had to turn to these pills? What I mean? When did that start? 
Uh, you know, great question. Uh, he, he started in high school, to be honest, and um, he had he had the bug, the alcohol bug, and so he was a classic uh, early high school regular user of alcohol and marijuana. Things have changed, Steve. Like at Ole Miss, there's uh, they call it back in the day they used to call it the marijuana field, but uh, it's it's run by the National Center for uh, Natural products research and um it's been here for a long time and they they do testing of marijuana street marijuana not legal marijuana but like street marijuana and they have for many years like when there's a drug bust in california new jersey a lot of those law enforcement agencies over the years will send that marijuana in for testing and they tell me it's a statistical fact that the say marijuana in uh 1995 had an average of 4% THC, which is the ingredient, of course, which makes you high. In 2021, that is up to like, say, 16%. So you're talking about a fourfold increase. And I'm not here to make a statement or a judgment of that. This is street illegal marijuana I'm talking mm. about. And, and, yeah. But what I am here to say is that our children have moved. Things have changed for them. And so when our son was using some alcohol and marijuana in high school, I was very concerned. But I thought, oh, maybe he'll grow out of that. Um, what happened is things have changed. So the marijuana is like four times stronger. There's now these prescription pills uh, that really we didn't have when we were young. And... Uh, you know, opiates, uh, stimulants, and they and students often use them illegally. And um, so he faced, he didn't have injuries where he got on Oxycontin. He was just grew up in a culture where suddenly these new things began to flood the market in where he was for young people. And it, it changed the game. And so you know, reading in his journals that we found after he died that he kept when he was in uh, rehab, I mean, like, he, he just he just grew up in this different drug culture than anything we knew and experienced where it was still hidden and more secretive, and it just wasn't as much there. And he just kept getting in over his head and over his head and over his head. I'm going to say this real quick. First of all, we're talking to David McGee, best-selling author, publisher, weekly national bestseller book, uh, his memoir, Dear William, Dear William, and also uh, best book of the South in 2021. I am confused a little bit. How on earth and how talented must he have been to be able to be using what you're saying he's using and compete yeah. in the 400 in the SEC? Yeah. It's, it's impossible. Well, they're so smart today. They have an array of information. So he was like, and, and I just spoke to a school the other day, and the students I talked, I kind of got to meet with some kind of privately for honest dialogue after See, they live in a world where they're, you know, you hear about the dark web or uh, between Snapchat. Some of it's not even dark. Some of it's just yeah. Snapchat. Like there's this array of information that they share. They become an expert in how to use substances so you don't physically get addicted to one, but one can get you up and one can get you down. So if you were to drink too much, it's, it's the old Elvis diagram. It works until it works until you're yeah. dead and you doesn't. You have too much alcohol and Xanax and marijuana, then you go to Adderall and or when you can't get Adderall, cocaine, which is a stimulant that has similar properties. And so suddenly they're wide awake. And for a while when you're young or for anybody, for, for a couple of years probably when you're on that formula, if you're really managing it, you, you can look like you're doing great. And that's what he did. But now when the crash came, brother, it came. 
I, I still can't believe he could compete at that level. I, well, that, I that amazes he would me. Go through. Well, I, he he wanted like like most people. He didn't want to use substances. I mean, he yeah. people didn't even really know he did. Um, he was shy and quiet and more a bookworm type thing. He, I think that in some track seasons he would certainly reduce it. You know, but I don't think I read in his journal. I mean, he never, he never, he never completely backed off alcohol and marijuana. You know, it's interesting. A lot of he he is not unlike a lot of students, not just here, but I get because we now have a center at Ole Miss named the William McGee Center for um, Alcohol and Other Drug and Wellness Education. I hear from high school students and parents of them. I hear from college students all over. I, he he was no different than them. He considered him. He found out he had an addiction to marijuana because he would try to make a decision to quit it, and he couldn't. He got so reliant on how it changed the way he felt felt in doing it all day, every day. He couldn't function without it. I actually hear that from students all the time. Uh, I think it's probably the most surprising thing I've learned through this journey. Talking to David McGee, uh, David, you talk about it being uh, a generational thing, right? Intergenerational oh, yeah. is the name. So talk to me about that. Well, look, let's be honest. And, and it, it, when I wrote Dear William, I think a lot of people, when they first hear about my memoir, they think, oh, he writes about losing his son. And it's like the book Beautiful Boy, but his son dies. And uh, it's not that at all. It's about me finding my son dead from an accidental drug overdose. And then the year before, I'd found my other one. We, we, our other one had almost died. Yeah. And so it's about me stopping and looking in the mirror. Like, what happened to us? How did we get so broken? And I think that a lot of American families are facing that. Maybe ours was a little more extreme, but I think the American family is under assault from mental health and substances, and, they, and they're, we're just really finding out the scale of this. And I felt it was important to write not just about losing my son, almost losing another, my daughter's battle. I, I was a key role in that because I faced my own battles and um, with alcohol and, and really, in particular, prescription Adderall that was given to me by a doctor. Now, I went back to that doctor and talked them into, and kind of coerced them into upping the dosage to the maximum they would give me. So I certainly had a role in it, and, but, but I took it generally as prescribed. Uh, but it ruined my life, and I was absolutely addicted, and uh, it, it just sucked every bit of life out of me. So I, I really needed to tell that story and about my lifelong journey of infidelity to my wife, searching for my own identity, things that I had shame and felt bad about. And I, and I realized that that, that there is a heredity role in DNA, uh, in, DNA in addiction, but there, and then there's the environmental role, and sometimes there's both. In, in my household, I'm sure there's both. And um, I felt like I had to tell that story, to look at three generations, how I was adopted, how I came to this earth, what struggles I went to, because that explains what my children faced and went through. And I think we as families need, you know, addiction is a family problem, period. Uh, even if just one member of the family's going through it, it creates a war zone within the family, a tornado that will take everybody to down in pain. And we really have to begin to have this intergenerational look at it and conversation about it. And I hadn't read that book, so it's like a song. Like, I hadn't heard that song. I had not never read that book. 
I read yeah. a lot of addiction books by individuals. So I went out to write that story to tell, even insert myself into it, painful as it was. Wow, talking to David McGee. David, when we grew up, we never talked about the anxieties and the struggles and yep. the depressions and the I wrote I I got looking back I got depressed a lot and but I wrote yeah. my I wrote myself out of the depression now I realized like we talked about you can force yourself to write and you can be in the moment and sometimes it's just worthless but but it as far as as art form for anybody else to yep. hear it but it was a healing process for me and then as the craft started happening for me and I started to understand how to do that you forget about the craft you throw it away and then you learn to be patient with it and let it write itself right so those are a lot of things you're talking about but I was also in a class of students my group my core group that we were trying to win every state title from a little kid to the thing in sports and I don't know what it was but the group of us just didn't do anything but maybe drink beer here and there we were I was surrounded by folks that I didn't have the temptations but I did when I snuck in blues bars and I did when I was uh, you know playing music and playing music and I did have a group uh, a band bandmates that it was a lot of tragedy and but by right. the time I had those guys and I was really doing it i was i think i was at a point where well that's too late for me to do that and i'm a little smarter i hope but mm. but i don't know about that you've got me thinking i, I probably got lucky and we're going to take a break real quick yeah. you get to be the dj right now david mcgee best-selling author dear william you've got to check it out i had heard so much about this and my wife when she heard that i was going to interview you today she goes oh my gosh so she got all excited um would you like to hear into the break? As you do know, we are the birthplace of American music. Let's go Muddy Waters or Howlin' Wolf. Oh, Muddy Waters. That's what we're going to do. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back with David McGee, best-selling author. Don't go nowhere. Customers expect from you consistency, reliability, a healthy place for them to frequent, and fantastic customer satisfaction. That's the same thing you deserve, and you'll get it from Jenny King, the king of clean. We currently clean and disinfect over 350 businesses, buildings, healthcare facilities, schools, and offices here in the Jackson area with a 99.99% customer satisfaction success rate. Plus, our average customer retention rate is eight years. For your clean and healthy building, go to JennyKingCleans.com. That's JennyKingCleans.com now. Jenny King, the king of clean. We think diamond prices in most jewelry stores are downright scary. That's why at Juniker Jewelry Company, we're doing something about it. Because starting Monday, April 18th, you can buy directly from the diamond cutter. It's the Diamond Expo at Juniker Jewelry Company. Our diamond cutter is flying in with millions in certified diamonds. Fresh production, every size, shape, and price range. It's the Diamond Expo. Three quarter carat diamonds for less than $1,650. One carat for under $2,500. And two carat diamonds starting at just $7,500. Plus, qualified buyers get up to 12 months financing. Interest-free. Guys, this is how you buy a diamond. The Diamond Expo. Save hundreds, even thousands, directly from our cutters. Six huge days, Monday, April 18th through Saturday, April 23rd. I'll be there to shake your hand. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 
1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at fillmorebuickgmc.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt is excited that grass cutting season has finally arrived. Harley has a large selection of in-stock Skag Zero Turns, Walt Behinds, and stand-on mowers. And Skag mowers are known for being simply the best in the lawn equipment industry. Skag has the mowing machine to meet your needs with a variety of models to choose from for whatever size property you might have. Skag is offering 0% financing and no money down, so buying a new mower has never been easier. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt. Find us on Facebook or give us a call, 601-499-0944. This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn and outdoor equipment needs, shop smartly, shop Hartley. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Legislation that stipulates only American citizens can vote in Mississippi elections is now law. Governor Tate Reeves signed House Bill 1510 this morning. This bill ensures that proof of citizenship is provided to register to vote. It creates a sound system rather than leaving it up to chaos. By signing this bill into law, Mississippi will also be directing a higher percentage of funds so local counties can more efficiently manage elections and ensure election integrity. A Tupelo mother is being charged with felony child abuse. Landria Harris was reported to Child Protective Services April 5th, accused of exposing her three-year-old to drugs. She was arrested after the child tested positive. Her bond has been set at $100,000. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Join Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Contact MCEF today. Leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement. Sponsor or register today for the Mississippi Economic Council's 72nd Annual Meeting on Thursday, April 21st at the Jackson Convention Complex from 8.30 to 1 p.m. You'll hear from MEC members, business leaders, and elected officials from across Mississippi as we hear from thought leaders about the opportunities for securing Mississippi's future. Attendees will hear from State Health Officer Thomas Dobbs, Governor Tate Reeves, MEC leadership, and more. Sponsor or register today at MEC That's M-E-C dot M-S. Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. 
You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Visit Mississippi.org is it. I hope you guys out there are trusting me. And I've got someone that totally believes in that as well. David McGee is part of the art form that makes us who we are. And there's more than art form. You talked about ducks. There's hunting. There's fishing. There's there's so many incredible things that we have to offer in Mississippi. Just take a look around, and uh, and it'll take you a lifetime or two. Much more than a Mississippi Minute. Thanks for tuning in. David McGee is my guest today. He's a best-selling Arthur Dear William is a memoir that has changed the world. And it's exciting. He's spreading that message and spreading his pain and turning it into hope. And that's that's just awesome. Let's talk about the McGee Center there on the campus of Ole Miss. Yeah. So, so first of all, when you, you talk about the, the resources of Mississippi, I'm, I'm going to tell you about the McGee Center in just a second. But it, I just, it gave me pause to think and. You know, I just got back from New York and speaking up there, and I mean, you get to travel around a lot and play music and do things. I mean, look from from one Mississippi uh, boy to another, like what a what an amazing state of resources. I, I feel like we don't. Sometimes I get out and I want to tell people, like, do you understand the natural resources? People yeah. tell me about mountain biking out at Clear Creek up by Sardis. They think it's some of the best in the. Uh, country, you know, and you, anyway, I, I think there's, I think this is such a great state and yeah. storytelling is a part of that. And, and that's why I'm, I just am so excited to be talking with you today oh, and get to tell these stories, you know, because that's all you and I ever want to do is be, tell stories that maybe help people make life a little bit easier. I you love know? it. Well, I'm flattered to be a part of living in your boat. That's an awesome thing. And we've been blessed to be able to be yeah. able to articulate what we're going through. If we didn't have that release, man, if I didn't oh, yeah. have that release, I would have exploded a long time ago. I can tell. Oh, you. same. Same. Okay. It, 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 the, yeah, there's no doubt. Okay. Yeah. So the McGee Center is even part of that storytelling and also parlaying into Action and so when our son William was at at the university, um, and by his senior year we realized, oh, oh my gosh, he has a full fledged drug problem. And how we realized that is, it's when his younger brother Hudson had almost was found almost dead on campus, and then Hudson miraculously woke up out of his coma, and he's like, oh my gosh, well I have a problem, but you should really talk to William. You know, I learned a lot from bad habits from my brother I love so much, and we're, like, blown away. So we get with William, and he's like, yes, I'm struggling. And we were – I'm so embarrassed by this. We we were so naive. They're like a lot of families and parents are. We had no idea. So I, I, I couldn't find the resource on campus, so I sent him to student health services, mm-hmm. which in the old days would be called the infirmary. And – you know, they, they, I think they, I mean, they meant well, but I think they handed them a brochure or something. And the, the truth of this, I mean, we didn't even know, but I, I think he was on opiates at the time, painkillers. And 
I mean, he needed to be sent off to detox and be full assessment, and he for, he, he he couldn't quit cold turkey, but he tried to. And we said, well, you've got, I mean, I'm sitting there as a parent saying, well, you have to quit. Mm. And, and, I mean, I can't give you money. I can't support this. But I didn't understand that he could not simply quit on his own. And and he we didn't have the resource, and he didn't. And so as we... You know, after he died for for a while, as you mentioned, I mean, I just had to get, I was, we just had to get back up on our own feet, and I was working so hard on, you know, saving my own career, and I did get my marriage back. Any any listeners that were with us earlier, and I said where I, where I lost my marriage, I did, but I remarried that beautiful woman, and I you got my marriage to, back. You needed to clarify that one for sure. <laughs> I needed to close that loop, my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I needed to close that, <laughs> yeah. Steve, that for sure. So so I got her back. We got each other back. I got my career back. And actually, my career, once I had a clear mind, I mean, my career exploded. I mean, and and so two things there. One, I saw also my son, Hudson, who nearly died. He was then getting deep into sobriety. And I was watching him find all this incredible success and how people responded to him and how he was maturing so fast. And I was finding all this richness in my own life mm-hmm. that I didn't. Fun, suddenly, I was not just meeting my potential. People said I had. I was exceeding. And so, I, once we had the opportunity to come back to Oxford, and, and I just said, "This is where we need to go. We need to get back to Ole Miss. We need to get back to Oxford." This is where we wanted to make a difference to help people. And I said, "Tell my wife this is where it needs to be done," and she agreed. Um, I wrote a column uh, as soon as I moved back to town about my son Williams, his descent into drugs as a college student. It went viral, was read by more than a million people, mm. and then we had a movement underway. We had students on the Ole Miss campus. We had alumni. We had faculty, staff, people saying, actually, it is the 21st century, and our students need holistic education and support. We do need to specifically help in the areas of mental health and addiction. So we just dug in deep, and the McGee Center, uh, we helped raise funds for with all these stakeholder groups and had buy-in from university administrators and support. And the way McGee Center supports and helps Ole Miss students uh, with this journey, it's Beautiful. not punitive, Beautiful. Doesn't, call, doesn't call their parents, it's about them. It's empathetic support to help them deal with problems they may have. Mm. And you know what? I'm proud to say we've made a difference in some lives already. Do you understand that all this other that you've been doing, all this other leads to that? That that, that, that yeah. is the, the good stuff. That's when, that, yeah. then you, when you understand what and why even deeper that you've gone yeah. through this, it's because when you have the ability to help others not go through that or, you know, and recover. I mean, that to me is the beautiful part of it. There's your, there's a silver lining in everything. And sometimes you're going like, Oh my God, I can't get the rust off of this. There is no silver under there. It will never shine again, but there it is. Now I might ask something. So now that I know that you and your bride are back and stronger than ever. And I love hearing that the pressures of parenting, right? When you think you think you're doing it all right, you think you're doing everything. And, obviously took a toll on you guys, right? That's right, Steve. You look, listen, we parents, we have one conviction the day our children are born. We are so determined that we want our children to have it better than we had. We want them to be happier. We want them to excel more. 
it, and and we want that so bad, but that creates an unreal pressure on both the parents and also the child. And I I had to step back and realize that that I was doing that with my William, and really with our other two children. Now we have this amazing relationship, and now now we're even young grandparents, and our family has really come together and healed and grown together. And I realized. I need to just give them love and help them get love in their heart. That if I just do that, their talent, their goodness, it will all take care of everything. And guess what? They're more beautiful and amazing than anything I ever could have drawn up. Oh, sure. 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 Yeah. You'll never, you'll never write that, but never write. They couldn't have dreamed it. So why, so why do we parents get so obsessed with trying to draw the picture of what our children should be like? Well, it's just because, because we care. (laughs) <laughs> you know, <laughs> we care and we're also scared because we know how close we, it, we were all on a fine line because that's humanity. And yeah. parents also do a lot of that out of fear. Let's talk about rebuilding. OK, so you've gone through all this, right? You've had to rebuild your marriage and you've had to in time, obviously, if, if as long as you can breathe and feel and hope and pray, then time can be on your side. But rebuilding, yeah. what's that process like? You, take, you said it early, and I'm going to go back. I knew we had some common ground when you were talking about even songwriting and that, that kind of thing. You talked about patience. and um, I, When I was young, I just wasn't great at patience. And um, crawling across the floor, when I finally had to look at the world and just admit out loud, I, we have failed and I have lost everything nearly. Um, I, I began to just take one step at a time and wake up every day and begin to just get organized about taking baby steps that could lead to the larger goal. And so so the journey for me was about patience. And people, like I said, I was already a writer with some success. I had some opportunities, say, to write a book. I knew it wouldn't be good enough. And I was determined that I would never write a book again unless I could write the book I was born to write and write the way, something that I, in a level that I could feel good about. And I just, I learned patience. Now, I'll never have enough, but I've learned a whole lot more than I used to. And I think I think patience and small steps, but also keeping your eye on a North Star can make a difference. You, you do. It does help to believe in something bigger than yourself, and it does help to have goals, but you can just take daily small steps to begin chipping away at those one day, one week, one month, and years at a time. Wow. Talking to David McGee, you're in a Mississippi Minute. You got to check out his memoir, Dear William. You got to check him out online. Uh, and as you can tell, uh, it's the real thing. And uh, if you're going through any of this with folks you know, your family, your kids, your bride, your husband, uh, anyone that's in your life, uh, it sounds like this is uh, this is important an important read. I'm Steve Azar. We'll be right back. Hey folks, I'm Steve Azar, and this is pretty cool. The interactive teller machine, or ITM, is Guarantee Bank's latest and greatest way to serve us customers more effectively and conveniently. ITMs provide personal face-to-face interaction with a live bank teller without having to leave the comfort and safety of your car. You can conduct almost any transaction as you would inside, including deposits, withdrawals, check cashing, account transfers, and even loan payment. Give the new ITM system at Guarantee Bank a try. And as always, thank you for trusting Guarantee Bank with all your banking needs. For more information, go to GBT 
MyBankOnline.com. Guarantee Bank. Member FDIC. Thinking about a new car? Think Canon Nissan of Jackson. This is Dave Logan, General Manager. Our sales team is here for you six days a week with new Nissans arriving daily. And we have an outstanding parts and service department ready to keep your vehicle in top shape and no appointment is needed. At Canon Nissan of Jackson, there's no market pricing. You pay the price on the sticker and there's always great Nissan incentives. See their inventory at CanonNissanOfJackson.com. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Callaway's has a large selection of trees and shrubs. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tanks is always the better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's is. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies, ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home, because we hate termites more than you do. Hop on in to Nandy's Candy for all your Easter treats. Personalized eggs, caramel divinity, peanut butter and chocolate whip eggs, chocolate bunnies and ducks, hand-blown eggs filled with chocolate, sugar eggs, stuffed animals, jelly bellies, foil-wrapped bunnies and eggs, sour bunnies, bunny corn, empty or pre-made baskets, and so much more. Nandy's Candy, 1220 East Northside Drive in Maywood Mart, exactly where the Easter Bunny shops. Shop online at nandyscandy.com for in-store pickup or shipping. Mississippi Forestry Association is pleased to offer in-person teachers conservation workshops this June and July. These hands-on conservation workshops feature field trips to sawmills, tree farms, and other natural resource sites and prepare educators to use the award-winning Project Learning Tree curriculum in their classrooms. Workshops are held in North, Central, and South Mississippi and offer CEU credits for Mississippi educators. For more information or to register, go to msforestry.net forward slash TCW. Here in Seaspire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where Blazing Fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. Losing power can be a major disturbance for homeowners. Taylor Power Systems offers a full line of Briggs & Stratton home standby generators in numerous sizes to keep your lights on during a power outage. Financing is now available. Call Taylor Power Systems today, 601-932-5674 to discuss a standby generator for your home. 
in a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I am back with David McGee, best-selling author. Incredible, his memoir. Dear William, hard to write, hard to live, first of all. Maybe not as hard to write once you go through time, and you hope that it writes itself, and then you hope that it leaves this incredible positive um, message for us all to be able to take in, absorb, and use in our daily lives. So, David, I appreciate you tuning in. When you're dealing with all of this, and and when you've dealt with the tragedy in your family and William and all that, how in front was it, and when was it in front of you? And I, I think you touched on yeah. it, but how early? Well, I, I would say that my personal fall was in front of everyone. You know, that was painful for my wife, and it was painful for my children who were teenagers at the time, and I, I know it had some impact. I had a young student who read my book, uh, and as it goes to school in New York, and he asked me, reached out to me recently, said, oh my gosh, I read your book. He found me on social media, and he's like, I just need to ask you, I mean, do you think what you went through had an impact on your children? And I said, let me give you one clear, short answer. Yes. And I'm not proud of that, but I have to own it to be able to stand back up and live and learn and move forward and heal from it. And it, it undoubtedly did. So a lot of what I went through was public because I had been out there as an author and I was hosting the small national TV show. And I was kind of both as I, as I look like I was headed to stardom, I was falling apart behind the scenes at the same time. And people watched that. And I had to own up to that. And um, I guess I didn't have to, but if I wanted to move forward, I had to speak up about infidelity. I had to speak up about, you know, issues that I had gone through. But it's amazing, Steve, once I did, um, like once I really owned who I was, you, you talked about battling uh, some anxiety and depression. Well, I did too, a lot when I was young. And I didn't always understand what it was, um, though at times I did. It's interesting. Once I really owned up to everything, once I threw that Adderall prescription out, out the window, once I, you know, just dug in in faith and honesty about myself and everything, I, I, I would say I've hardly been – I've hadn't been on any roller coaster of emotion since in 11 years. And it, I, I actually didn't know I had that capacity as a human. Mm. People kind of joke that I'm unflappable now, and I, I generally am. And it's because I'm so comfortable that I know bad things will come and happen in the world or to me, and I can't control them, but I can control what I can control, which is me. And once I really found that peace, I found great joy, and it has never left, even in the hardest times. On the day that our son William died, I mean, still one of the darkest days of my life, yet I was able to wake up with my wife, get some coffee, and start taking a walk uh, the next morning. And we cried the whole way, but we were able to keep moving. You know, uh, how you both had grown, all this you had gone through. You're talking about yeah. going through it all. That's it. You went through it all. Oh, yeah. And so how was that uh, compared to love. the first time? Yeah. Pure, pure, pure love, a love in a way and level I didn't understand, and I think she would say the same thing and has. Um, you know, you, you, here's why. Because to come back after all of that and do it again, you have to come back with zero blame. And blame is a dangerous Ooh, thing for yeah. we humans. Yeah. It, it brings us down. And to, be, to agree to come back after all of that, you each have to look at one another and go, I'm only coming back to this by choice because I want to. And I love you, and there is no blame. Mm -hmm. And so when you get back together with no blame, it's a 
almost a freer slate than you do after you've been dating. And it, it just really clear, clears it all, and then you move forward in a different way. And uh, it's just been beautiful. I've got a song called Let Go of the Rope. Probably nobody's ever heard. It's, du- it's dug deep into, hidden deep into my Slide On Over Here record. Uh, and mm. it talks about, um, I was going through a tough time, and a pastor that lived next door walked up. He goes, what is wrong with you? I said, I'm, I'm, uh, it's a, really, I'm going through a tough time in my life, my career. And he and and with uh, something personal and he goes he touched my heart and he goes okay you're hurt you're mad you're angry but you got to let go of the rope and i looked at him i said what and he goes yeah. you've been playing tug of war your entire life and once mm. you quit playing tug of war and you let go of the rope whoever's on the other side of it is going to realize there's nobody tugging anymore right. and they're just going to take their rope and go home you know it's funny but as when you do ahead. it's yeah. power Oh, are you kidding me? And listen, you've probably done this a lot. I have, strange as it may, and it may take years or it may take months, I have literally written myself into the future where I look at that song and I go, oh my gosh, I was writing myself to where I was heading. And it's a bizarre feeling, but it's it's an awesome thing. And you know what's really awesome? That uh, you've taken a Mississippi minute with me because, you know, when we start us Mississippi folks start to talk and time goes fast, like real fast. <laughs> oh, we could go all day. Oh, come on. I appreciate you taking the time. David McGee, folks, you got to check out his memoir, Dear William. You got to check him out. O- online, where can everybody find you, David? People can find me at DavidDMcGee.com, and it's M-A-G-E-E. Yeah, it is M-A-G-E.com. We can't get into that M-C and M-A thing. I can't. Yeah, yeah, I'm M-A-G-E-E, like McGee, Mississippi. So I love it. So you're you're David D. McGee, you said. Yeah, DavidDMcGee.com. All right. Everybody check it out. Go to visitmississippi.org when you're on the search for David. We'll see you later. David, you're the best, pal. Bless you. I love you. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Hey, folks, I'm Steve Azar, and this is pretty cool. The interactive teller machine or ITM, is Guarantee Bank's latest and greatest way to serve us customers more effectively and conveniently. ITMs provide personal face-to-face interaction with a live bank teller without having to leave the comfort and safety of your car. You can conduct almost any transaction as you would inside, including deposits, withdrawals, check cashing, account transfers, and even loan payment. Give the new ITM system at Guarantee Bank a try. And as always, thank you for trusting Guarantee Bank with all your banking needs. For more information, go to gbtonline.com. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.